Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. If you love Atlanta, you can invest in the big picture. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. I'm Erlon Woods. I'm Nigel Poor. We're the hosts and creators of Ear Hustle from PRX's Radiotopia. Ear Hustle is a show about life inside prison, but it's not your typical prison podcast. In this next season, we've got stories about the objects people keep inside their prison cells. About residents in a women's prison who say they want to stay there. And the most beautiful prison garden. Erlon, I will never forget it. Ear Hustle. Stories about life on the inside, told by those who live it. Find Ear Hustle wherever you get your podcasts. From WABE in Atlanta, welcome to this special Friday edition of Closer Look. I'm Rose Scott. We'll begin with this. What a marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. Remembrances are pouring in, honoring the life and legacy of baseball legend Hank Aaron. The Atlanta Braves confirmed Aaron's death today. He was 86 years old. In a statement, Braves chairman Terry McGurk said the team is, quote, absolutely devastated by the passing, adding his incredible talent and resolve helped him achieve the highest accomplishments, yet he never lost his humble nature. George Governor Brian Kemp also released a statement saying, quote, Hank Aaron was an American icon and one of Georgia's greatest legends. This hour, we will hear more reflections on Aaron's life and legacy. But first, as we always do, our daily update on the coronavirus pandemic. Georgia health officials say the state supply of the COVID-19 vaccine is still scarce. And so we'll just have to all wait and see. Now, Governor Kemp told reporters yesterday that the state will soon have 40,000 additional doses. Now, this comes as the total number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in Georgia has now passed 700. 100,000. To be exact, 701,308 COVID-19 cases in total have been confirmed here in the state. 47,680 have been hospitalized. Of those, 8,092 were ICU admissions. 11,511 Georgians have lost their lives to the virus. This is always according to the Georgia Department of Public Health. Coming up next, Atlanta, we will remember the life and legacy of Hank Aaron. This is Closer Look. Support for WABE comes from Aaron Services, providing plumbing, heating, and cooling, and septic services, a family-owned and operated business since 1978. More information is at chooseaaronservices.com. And from Boutte Tree, specializing in tree work, including disease treatments, pruning, hazard tree removal, and consulting. Serving Atlanta since 2003. Local, responsible, respectful. More at boutetree.com, spelled B-O-U-T-T-E. He's sitting on 714. 
Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. The fireworks are going. Henry Aaron is coming around third. His teammates are at home plate. And listen to this crowd. One of the greatest calls in sports, Milo Hamilton calling number 715. As Closer Look continues now here on 90.1 WABE, Atlanta's choice for NPR, I'm Rose Scott. He'll always be our home run champion. Let's be really clear about that. Henry Lewis Aaron. Some call him Hammerin' or the Hammer. A hero for so many reasons beyond the diamond. Hank Aaron, Atlanta's beloved son, has died. He was 86 years old. Now listen, time will not allow us to fully pay tribute to Hank Aaron on this day during this time, but we will do our best. And we'll begin with Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who joins me now. Madam Mayor, thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Rose. I'm going to try to get through this because I have my own stories like so many people, but where do you begin to reflect on what Hank Aaron has meant to this city? He's meant so much to us as a city and so much of who he has been and what he's done is really placed our city on the map, on the world stage. And although he was not born in Atlanta, uh, we all know him as Atlanta. I, of course, am a native Atlantan. Mm -hmm. And from the time that I was a little girl, I've always known how important he is and how special he is. But beyond that, uh, he and his wife, Billy, are just a part of our village. Mm -hmm. They are part of our community. You see them out and about. They give of their time and their resources. And so this certainly is a loss for the nation. But for us in Atlanta, uh, it feels as if we've lost a family member. You talk about giving back to the city, and we're going to talk a little bit more later about uh, Hank and Billy Aaron's philanthropic endeavors, but especially to the west side of town. And, and folks may not know that Hank Aaron owned a lot of establishments and employed so many people from his community that was so important to him. Yes, absolutely. And from UNCF to all of the business establishments to their philanthropic um, input through his foundation. I mean, they are part of every single thing that makes Atlanta so special. And they still lived in Southwest Atlanta, never forgetting the community that meant so much to them. When you look at them and you know that with, with, with his name and with their resources, they could choose to live anywhere mm -hmm. in the world even, um, but they live right off of Cascade Road. And that really speaks to just the humility and the pride uh, that not only they had for our community, but our community also has for them. Madam Mayor, how do you begin to think about how we honor and how we remember Hank Aaron? The, the first thing that comes to mind for me, Rose, is just to be kind and thoughtful to one another, because that's how Mr. Aaron was to each and every one of us whom we encountered. And it didn't matter if you were a mayor or if you were an usher walking by uh, in the stadium, because I would often see him at Turner Field uh, when uh, the Braves would have baseball games and, and I was over there working to sell the stadium. 
he was gracious and generous to each and every person he encountered. And um, I remember running for mayor and it being just such a heavy lift to convince people to support me for mayor. And, and, and he uh, just in his very kind and, and strong way said, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You have me. I'm with you. And he was with all of us and his memory will be with us and, and all that he's meant to our city and to our country. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, thank you so much for taking the time um, on this day as we remember Hank Aaron. Thank you so much, Madam Mayor. Thank you. Hank Aaron played for 23 seasons in Major League Baseball from 1954 through 1976. Now, 21 of those was with the Milwaukee and then Atlanta Braves in the National League. You know, he is, of course, one of the greatest baseball players of all time and for decades was a home run king. And for some of us, still is a home run king, but that's another show. I want to turn now to a longtime friend of Hank Aaron and his wife, Billy, from one mayor to another, former Atlanta mayor, Shirley Franklin, who joins me. Uh, mayor Franklin, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Do we have the mayor? Uh, hello, I'm here. Hey. How are you? I'm, you know that what? was a nice interview. It Thank was good you. To, it was good to hear the mayor, um, and and so nice of her, so good of her to to take the time to talk about um, Hank and Billy Aaron. Your friendship, how long have you, have you been friends with them? Well, you ask me how long I've been friends with them. <laughs> I have known Hank Aaron since uh, I was there uh, when he hit seven fifteen. Yeah. I was in the, I was in the stadium. I was married at the time to a baseball lover, and we wouldn't have missed that game. <laughs> and I did not know Hank Aaron at the time, um, and did not go to many baseball games. But I'm proud to say I was among the crowd cheering, and very excited for him, uh, and for the sport, and also for Atlanta. So I'll just start with that. But I I got to know Hank Aaron. Not too, not up close so much, uh, but at, for his community work mm-hmm. with the NAACP, with John Dell Johnson, uh, Reverend White, and others who were uh, actively engaged in the NAACP and civil rights uh, in um, the 1970s when I first moved to Atlanta. You know, I, I asked uh, Mayor Bottoms about. Hank Aaron and, and Billy Aaron and, and what they have been doing for so many years. Of course, Hank Aaron, the businessman, and especially for the west side of Atlanta and his philanthropic endeavors, which some folks may not know. He never really publicized it. He didn't seek fanfare for it. But even during your administration, um, in, in terms of wanting to be a part of economic development, in a sense, by, by you know, having jobs available for people through his his rest of many eateries that he owned and a lot of and I know he owned the the Krispy Kreme over there in West End and trust me he got a lot of my money when I used to work over there but a lot of people don't realize just how many businesses Hank Aaron had no he was uh he was active in the automotive industry and the food industry um but I he didn't talk as much about the business side um, obviously, he was an astute businessman, and he was sought after uh, as a partner and and really to lead businesses because of his reputation. And his reputation was built on the values, uh, the values of honesty and hard work and community engagement 
and giving back and supporting each other. Uh, so he was not just supported um, as a business person because of his, uh, his uh, unbelievable uh, sports career, but also because he cared about um, kind of everyday people. And uh, as the mayor mentioned, the humility he brought um, with him. I mean, he expressed it every single time I was, I've ever been uh, in his presence. Uh, and with his wife, Billy Aaron, and his family, uh, they have continued that and their support for the United Negro College Fund mm -hmm. um, for million dollar fundraisers um, that help college students um, all over the country, but especially here at Atlanta University uh, Center and the colleges there. So um, his legacy is far greater mm -hmm. than the 715, although 715 is pretty great. Yeah, it is. Um, and he is an example of how uh, someone can be not just good in one field, but can actually reach out and be active in others. And as I say, my, my love for him is greatest because of his commitment to civil and human rights. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later with Doug Shipman, but also Hank and Billy Aaron being in support, not just, but beyond their financial support of something that's close to you, which is currently the Center for Civil and Human Rights. No question about it. You didn't have to convince and you you didn't have to convince Hank Aaron that the human rights was an issue that we all needed to be engaged in. And he lent his name. He lent his support and his encouragement, but he also gave very generously. Um, and he has quite a legacy. It's a great legacy for young people all over the world, a legacy of uh, really teaching himself and learning, learning baseball without a bat and without a ball, um, as the stories go, and then going on to be one of the greatest athletes of his era and time. And then not being satisfied with that, but mm. staying engaged in the community. He's quite a man, a magnificent life, well-lived. You know, we have a street named after him. There's been uh, statutes. There are, his name is on many academic buildings. We're going to speak with the president of Atlanta Technical College a little bit later in, in this program. What more can we do and what more should we do to honor Hank Aaron? Well, I think one of the ways that we can honor uh, Hank Aaron uh, is to model his behavior. Um, you can be great and wonderful at something, but you still are a human being and his respect for other people. But in addition to that, he never forgot how, how hard it was when he was born and grew up for African-American men and women uh, to really achieve. And he developed a formula for how to do that. And we can model that. There are many more uh, ceilings for us to, uh, glass ceilings that we have to break through. And he never gave up, nor did he speak with animosity or mm -hmm. hard feelings uh, about the conditions that he found himself in. Uh, and then finally, uh, we need to acknowledge um, that greatness is not born. Mm -hmm. Greatness is developed over time by family and community. And Hank Aaron is an example of that. Mm. Shirley Franklin, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it, as always. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too.
This is a special edition of Closer Look as we remember Hank Aaron. Now when we come back, we're going to talk a little baseball and mentoring. Welcome back to the program, former Chicago Cubs player. We won't hold that against him, but a conversation with C.J. Stewart about Hank Aaron. We're back in a moment. and in life has inspired generations of Americans. Driven by a desire to be the best, Hank Aaron overcame barriers of racism to achieve a remarkable record of success in professional baseball. His contributions to baseball, both on and off the field, and to our country, teach us the power of a determined heart and remind us that every person deserves the freedom to reach his or her potential. The United States honors one of America's baseball greats, who embodies the true spirit of our nation. In 2002, Hank Aaron received the Presidential Medal of Freedom from then-President George W. Bush. Closer Look continues now here on 90.1 WABE, Atlanta's choice for NPR. I'm Rose Scott. Let's welcome to the program C.J. Stewart, former Major League Baseball outfielder, I believe, Atlanta native and co-founder of Leeds Ambassador Program, a mentoring program for young black youth. Uh, CJ, welcome back. Well, CJ stepped away. <laughs> but I tell you what, folks, what I want to play for you in just a moment. Um, if you don't know, um, Hank Aaron, on his way to breaking Babe Ruth's record, he received death threats, hate mail. Um, he talked about it in 2016 with my colleague, Dennis O'Hara. It was for a special tribute with, with the Atlanta Braves. I want to play a clip of it now. Here's Hank Aaron talking about, you know, chasing Babe Ruth's record. The two and a half years that I was challenging Babe Ruth's record was probably the saddest two and a half years I ever had in baseball, personally, myself. For two and a half years, I did not dare stay with my teammates. I mean, this was in the big leagues. I didn't dare go out in the streets to eat. I had to be escorted out of the ballpark. I had to live with as if I was running for a presidential slot. <laughs> uh, so I had all of these things to worry about, and yet many a days, many a nights, you know, while I was playing, that I got all kind of threatening letters from different people. And so it, it was really a, a tough two and a half years. And I, I don't know that I would put anybody through it, really. I, I really don't. I, you know, I. I did it, and I was glad that I did it. I was glad that that um, that I had the chance to do it, and I did it in spite of all of the things that happened to me. You know, uh, I don't know that if somebody said, "Would you do it again?" I don't know that I would. Mm, wow. So now let's welcome to the program C.J. Stewart, former Major League Baseball player, native Atlanta and co-founder of Leeds Ambassador Program, which is a mentoring program 
for young black boys through baseball. CJ, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You know, um, I want to ask you, CJ, how many home runs you hit when you were playing in your career? Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't remember, but I definitely was nowhere near um, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Aaron. Yeah. Nowhere near. It's, it, I mean, you think about, because I want to focus for a minute on the baseball player, on this great athlete. You, you know how hard it is to hit a home run in general. Um, you, you think about being able to break that long-standing record held by Babe Ruth, who so many were loved, and during a time, CJ, where, you know, racial tensions, it's kind of ironic we're having this conversation given 2021, but given the racial tensions even still coming out of the late 60s, and you heard that clip and Hank Aaron talking about, you know, if he had to do it over again, he's not sure. He went through a lot. His family endured a lot. I remember talking to his daughter, and she uh, was attending an HBCU, and she talked about having to have security walk her to her classes and meet her after her classes because folks were sending, you know, threatening letters to her dad, all because he was about to what then appeared he was going to break a record. And then you see how he approached that. He wasn't angry, didn't lash out. What does that say about him? You know, what that says about him is, I mean, you know, it, it, he was called. He was on assignment uh, while he was on earth. And baseball has been a part of um, the African-American community as long as baseball has uh, existed. And the mere fact that he was able to use baseball as a vehicle uh, to do all the amazing things that he did, you know, it's, you have a lot of people that are competent, mm -hmm. but if you aren't convicted along with that competency, um, then you're not going to be able to evoke change. And so when I think about Mr. Aaron and what he did, he, he is the, he is the proof of what it is to be convicted and called purpose and cj you grew up right here in the atlanta area grew up in a let's be clear pretty pretty tough neighborhood you know what it's like to over and we always hear this term overcome the odds um but when you think about what for you growing up in the city and having hank aaron as this this template as a baseball player and you wanted to play baseball can you put into words what that meant to you so, you know, as a child growing up in financial poverty, I mean, there was a lot of love in my home, had both mom and dad at home, just like Mr. Aaron did. He, you know, he grew up in financial poverty, but he had both parents home and they were loving. Um, as a kid been in Atlanta public schools at Grove Park Elementary and, and, and Bankhead, you know, there was a lot of education around um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who's also a son of the city. Um, but man, you know, when I heard about Hank Aaron, um, and, and I saw him and studied him, I was saying, you know, you know, that's my champion. Um, and then to understand all the things that he did with regards to civil rights and was able to do it through baseball. Um, he was someone that I, um, wanted to emulate. And, and obviously we, we've all heard about, you know, Jackie Robinson, but, um, Hank Aaron, <laughs> He he was a part of the Braves coming from Milwaukee to Atlanta to prove that we were a city too busy to hate. Mm -hmm. If he, we became a, we became the first major league sports team in the South because of Jim Prolog, 
So, you know, him doing that was just absolutely amazing. And you and your wife, Kelly, co-founded an organization, the Leeds Ambassador Program. You mentor black youth. When you talk to them, CJ, about Hank Aaron, what do you tell them? You know, here's a man that, um, you know, when it, when it comes down to blacks in, in baseball, one of the things that is uh, often used to describe black boys is that we are athletic and oftentimes used in a very derogatory w- way as almost like it's a four letter word mm-hmm. to, to me, to be athletic is to be, have a possess a high level of critical thinking skills. So when you think about somebody like Hank Aaron, who was not getting professional batting instruction, who did not have uh, the, the best equipment, this was a man that was able to critically think and figure things out. And so when I talked to them, I, I used that to provide context around um, the issues that they're facing. I mean, for us, we scout the counted out black boys in Atlanta public schools, grades six through 12 that are struggling with grades, attendance and behavior. And so although uh, they have trauma and financial poverty, uh, you can use uh, Mr. Aaron as an example of how to, um, to turn your negative circumstances into a positive. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what he did. And mm-hmm. so, um, yes, it's amazing. It's okay. CJ, as we end our conversation for you personally, what does Hank Aaron mean to you? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a lot of examples out there um, for me. You know, I don't have a college degree. Hank Aaron, uh, although ac- academics was very important to him, I mean, he, he played baseball. Um, he wasn't like... Jackie Robinson in the sense that he had a, a college degree, but yet and still he's one of the most respect he was one of the most respected people uh, in the world with regards to how he handled business, with regards to how he handled uh, civil rights activism. And that's what I'm striving to do for the sake of African American boys. And so when I think about his passing, um, I mean he was one of the few people that I could really connect to the most who unapologetically use baseball as a vehicle to be a, um, to be a, a change agent. So um, I, I don't know how to feel right now, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny. I got an opportunity by happenstance when I was 21 years old to do jury duty with him. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> so for, for a solid week, I got an opportunity to spend a lot of quality time with him. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we're all going to be trying to get this thing figured out. But one thing that we can say is that we can hold our our heads up high. Um, black men, black boys, black people that love this game of baseball, knowing that he was a man that um, that used this game to do a lot of amazing things. And you and Kelly are continuing his legacy by mentoring so many young boys. I've had the pleasure of working with you all with the Leeds Ambassador Program. You still haven't helped me with my swing, but that's okay, CJ. <laughs> Listen, well, we um, actually got to we got to get you over here to our facility because we actually have a a facility in the West End that's literally a five minute walk from that uh, that Krispy Kreme donuts, and so yeah. that's one of the things we're excited about being um, 
over here. So we'll, we'll, we'll get you taken care of. All right. And you know what? It'd be okay, too, if, if we want to name something special over there for Mr. Aaron. C.J. Stewart, former Major League Baseball outfielder, Atlanta native, co-founder of Leeds Ambassador Program. Thank you so much for sharing, C.J. I really appreciate it. I'm, and I know he was a hero for you. And, and like so many of us, you know, we are we are we're saddened today, but we know He's soaring high among the ancestors. So thank you, CJ. My pleasure. I want to bring in now Ron Thomas. He is uh, the director of the journalism and sports program at the Morehouse College. Uh, is Mr. Is he with us? Uh, the director of the journalism and sports program. So a hey, so Ron, I need you to turn down your radio for me. I know you're trying to hear. <laughs> So, hey, so Ron, I need you to turn down. You with me, Ron? I tell you what, this is what we'll do. We'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll continue with Ron Thomas, director of the journalism and sports program at Morehouse College. I'll also be joined by my colleague, Dennis O'Hare. So we'll be back in just a moment. Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. You can go beyond giving to impact. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. Closer Look continues now here on 90.1 WABE, Atlanta's Choice for NPR. I'm Rose Scott. As we continue to honor Hank Aaron, let's see now if we can connect with Ron Thomas. He's the director of the Journalism and Sports Program at Morehouse College. Ron, are you with me? 
I am. Oh, thank you. For, thank you so much for taking the time, Ron. I really appreciate it. You know, you've covered sports in your in your career before you started teaching uh, at Morehouse. You've covered sports for a long time. Uh, put into words um, Hank Aaron and his legacy for me. Well, you know, I want to start just by talking about Hank Aaron, the player. And, of course, when I first saw him, I was a little boy. I was maybe seven or eight years old when the um, Milwaukee Braves were in the World Series against the Yankees. Ah. And in my family, you know, we were really Dodgers fans, number one. So we couldn't stand the Yankees. So I was pulling <laughs> hard for Aaron in his grave. And, um, you know, he was such a terrific young player at the time. And I can, you know, they only had one game, the Saturday, Saturday game of the week um, on, on TV. And I can still remember that, you know, when the Braves um, were going to play, the announcers talked about what a dangerous hitter Hank Aaron was and how the pitchers feared him. Yeah. So I first remember him as just a, a tremendous ball player, um, tremendous hitter, obviously, but also he was a very, very good outfielder also. Mm-hmm. And, and often that gets forgotten. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So many folks have been talking about Hank Aaron away from the field. Um, and when you combine, as I was talking with C.J. Stewart just a moment ago, when you combine what he was doing, which was chasing this this holy grail record number in baseball by by the remarkable, remarkable Babe Ruth, and at the, the current time, the climate in our nation, which kind of mirrors some of the same right now, um, and to do it, with such grace now I don't know you know what conversations were like when he wasn't in public but the way he did it and then the fact that receiving death threats and receiving hate mail and folks didn't want this black man to to break Babe Ruth's record well you know if you you try to imagine how much pressure he was under and just think of it this way um you know we have come America has come so far forward in terms of race relations. But yet, when you think of the vitriol that Colin Kaepernick got Mm -hmm. for taking a stand against black men unjustifiably being shot and killed by police, um, when you think of that, and then you think back to when Hank Aaron uh, broke Babe Ruth's record, that can give you a sense of the the, the anger and the the racism that he faced Mm -hmm. while going after Ruth's record. I mean, I think it's really hard for us to put ourselves in his place. But I remember Sports Illustrated did a very good article about the uh, the letters and the hate mail he received. Mm-hmm. And um, the Braves tried to shield him by by having a Braves executive named Dick Cecil, who still lives here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, you know, capture the letters first. But a lot of them still got through the Hank Aaron. Yeah. And once you read those, you really get a sense of um, the tremendous courage it took for him just to go up to the plate every day, uh, knowing how much, how many people hated him um, mm-hmm. for just doing his job as a baseball player. Yeah. How will you remember him personally, Ron? <clears throat> well, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, you know, seeing him as a kid, I didn't meet him until I moved here in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where, where I'm now still lead the uh, journalism and sports program at Morehouse. And our very first event was about the Negro Leagues. And we put up an exhibit about the Negro Leagues and uh, in the um, Woodward Library. And then Hank Aaron came and spoke for a few minutes. And I remember I was standing um, next to him before, you know, before he went up to speak. 
and we were just leaning up against the wall and I went up to introduce myself, you know, and um, we were talking for about 10 minutes. And the thing I noticed was that he was so small. I mean, Hank Aaron, you know, was, I mean, I, I don't know what they listed him as, but yeah. they listed him at six foot. That was not true. Yeah. You know, it was a generous, I'm five, seven. <laughs> it was very, a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm five, seven. He was a few inches taller than me. And the reason I, I think this is really important to mention is, um, you know, when you think of the great sluggers of the day, you know, when you think of the size of, you know, McGuire and, 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 and Bonds and yeah. even, you know, the great, you know, hitters today, even, even, uh, Freddie Freeman, they're all, you know, so much bigger than Hank Aaron was. Yeah. And so to think he hit 715 home runs, but the thing he had and the thing the announcers talked about was he had the quickest wrist mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. And so that gave him the power um, to, to hit all those home runs. And people forget he wasn't a gigantic guy at all. Wow. Mm -hmm. oh. Ron Thomas, director of the journalism and sports program at Morehouse College. Ron, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rosa. Thank you for thinking of calling. I want to turn now to my WAB colleague, Dennis O'Hara. I played a clip earlier. And Dennis, uh, welcome to the program. I appreciate you taking the time. Hi, Rose. It's so great to be back on Closer Look with you. Yeah. You know, Dennis, you and I, we're both sports fans, big baseball oh. fans. <clears throat> All the conversations we had in the WAB newsroom about <laughs> sports and, and baseball. And, you know, you spent a good amount of time with Hank Aaron a few years ago, just reflecting on his career. And I'll just let you reflect on, on you know, what he has meant to, through your lens, what he has meant, not only to baseball, but to this city. Oh, gosh, where to begin? But I, I'll start with just how long I had been aware of him um, as a baseball fan. I grew up in the New York area. My father was a fanatical Yankees fan at the time. And uh, the 1957 World Series was won by the Milwaukee Braves. And I think Hank Aaron hit three home runs in that series. And uh, Yankees fans were devastated. I was a little kid at the time. But I remember seeing, you know, film highlights of that series. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, one thing that my father and, and I learned from that one and then the 1958 series, I was old enough to kind of be aware of things by 58 and the Yankees won in seven games. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't rooting for the Braves at that time, but we respected Hank Aaron. Even then, you knew this was someone extraordinary, not just on the field, but off. Mm -hmm. um, respect was just something uh, that we had for him going way, 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 way back. Mm -hmm. And when I finally got to meet him and, you know, and we had this interview that you uh, referred to, part of me was thinking, well, this is a giant and, and I'm a journalist and I have to do my job. And the other part was this total fanboy. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, you know, uh, it was such an honor. And he was so gracious, mm -hmm. so kind as we were getting ready to go on, you know, just a few moments. And I got to tell him what I just told you about those uh, two World Series. And uh, he, he just sort of smiled. I'm sure he's heard that before. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Dennis, because uh, I looked up the stats from that World Series. Let me tell you something. His batting average for that series? Mm-hmm. I looked it up, too. 393. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. You know, and we, we sometimes celebrate, you know, players, oh, he batting 250. We're like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they, uh, the Mendoza line had not been invented <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, but he never was at risk of that. Uh, but you, you mentioned his importance in the community. And I, I unfortunately haven't had a chance to, to hear the whole show. I joined late because I was doing something else. But um, the importance for him as an inspiration, not just to kids, but particularly African-American kids, Mm -hmm. but to grown-ups, particularly African-American grown-ups as an entrepreneur in this town. And as an entrepreneur who not only showed people how to crack through various ceilings, but then how to take your success and pass it on to other people. Mm-hmm. He was an inspiration as a community leader, as a business leader. And um, he was somebody who showed the way in so many ways uh, in the business world uh, for people who had been excluded from it before. Absolutely. When he started his car dealerships it was Hank Aaron, for heaven's sakes, but there were yeah. even some people in this town who weren't so thrilled about that. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. WABE colleague and longtime politics contributor, Dennis O'Hare, as always. Dennis, thank you for answering the call when we need you. I really appreciate it. Pleasure, Rose, and uh, just my very best and uh prayers for his family and uh, for everyone who looked up to Hank Aaron. It's a very, very sad day. And, um, but we were lucky he came our way. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. We want to continue on as we, before we leave this program, it's important to focus on Hank Aaron and his wife, Billy's philanthropic endeavors. I'm going to bring in Atlanta Technical College president, uh, Victoria, Dr. Victoria Seals, and also Doug Shipman. Um, two people who can definitely talk about that. Thank you both for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Rose. President Seals, let me start with you. Y'all have a building named after Mr. Aaron. Yes, indeed. And that was a a very uh, exciting and humbling uh, opportunity last year to celebrate uh, Mr. Aaron's 86th birthday. Had a huge birthday party on campus and uh, the honor of been part of his legacy by naming our academic complex uh, in his honor. So we're excited to have, you know, the thousands of students that go through and get to see this amazing uh, hero and example, you know, as a supporter of their institution. Yeah. And another institution, I'm going to bring in Doug Shipman for a moment. You know, Doug, uh, I was a reporter covering from the conception to the announcement of the Center for Civil and Human Rights and as I reflected a little bit earlier with the former mayor, Shirley Franklin, you know, Hank and Billy Aaron were so, so instrumental in just being part of that collective to get that center built. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Billy and Hank very much were involved all along the fabric of Atlanta's philanthropic efforts, especially when they involved um, African-American history and legacy. I mean, their philanthropy across uh, UNCF uh, and HBCUs, including Morehouse School of Medicine, Bethune-Cookman, Talladega College, 
Uh, and, you know, even beyond that, the Chasing the Dream Foundation started with a goal of 755 scholarships to young people. It's given thousands over its time. And, you know, as I was reflecting on today why, it reminded me, I, I interviewed uh, Hank for an event at Clark Atlanta a few years ago, and I asked him what advice he gave to young people, and he said, you can't succeed without working hard. It starts with the work you put in, and then success follows. And I think the philanthropy that he, that he and Billy have undertaken follow that same sort of philosophy. They wanted to support people who were working hard, and they wanted to then give them the resources to succeed. I want to bring back President of Atlanta Technical College, uh, Dr. Victoria Seals. And President Seals, you, you of all people know the importance of education, and you heard Doug talking about um, when we reflect on Hank Aaron and Billy Aarons and their, why it was so important for them to help folks who look like them from our community. Um, you of all people understand that when you have your heroes who are able to connect with a, maybe two generations from from them, it's just the importance of that. Yes, indeed, and like you said, sometimes we have two and even three generations of a family attending our college at the same time, and Mr. Aaron and, and Mrs. Billy Aaron have been great supporters. Um, as was mentioned, the Chasing the Dream Foundation, we have uh, five named endowed scholarships mm. uh, sponsored by the Chasing the Dream Foundation. In addition, when we celebrated his birthday last year, he created another endowment for uh, our GAP funding. And that money helps students that still have a balance even after their financial aid has been uh, applied. And so that legacy of really uh, helping and seeing the value of education and technical education uh, specifically is, a, is just amazing part of the man, not just the baseball player, mm -hmm. but the man himself. And I think that's one of the, the things that I'm so humbled and proud of uh, being affiliated with the college, seeing that education for a lot of us is that step up, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not uh, with the errands about a handout, but definitely a hand up. And I think being able to be a part of his legacy and having that noted on campus just really shows our students the, the amazing uh, example of someone who looks like them uh, someone who may have come from a challenged background, very similar to them, as well as just his entrepreneur spirit. You know, I think it was mentioned earlier about his BMW uh, dealership. Mm -hmm. and he actually started the first BMW scholarship at Atlanta Technical College. And one of the first female technicians was a graduate of that program. And so yeah. part of his passion was definitely automotive and culinary arts programs. And so those students have seen for years now just that example of someone caring enough to give back to them. So, Doug and, and Dr. Seals, as we begin to wrap up, and Doug, I'll start with you. You know, we have honored Hank Aaron so many times. The Braves have honored him. He's got a street named after him, statue, buildings. Um, what more can and should we do for this man? Well, I think that... Um as we've been talking about his philanthropy, I think investing in institutions that really invest in, especially African-American folks who are trying to find their way up is a way to honor him. Um, he has left the roadmap for the things that, that he cared about. And so I think supporting that. I would also say, I, I saw on Twitter today what I thought was a fascinating idea, which is that there's a bridge over the Chattahoochee as you go out of Atlanta towards the um, 
this Brave Stadium, Truist Field, and it's named for Lester Maddox uh, right now. And what if that were named for Hank Aaron so that when you came from Atlanta to the stadium, you crossed over Hank Aaron Bridge? I thought that was an interesting idea. I'm all for that. I may not, maybe I'm not supposed to say it. I'm all for that. Uh, Dr. Seals, um, how do we still remember Hank Aaron? Rose, I think um, one of the biggest um, compliments we give individuals is imitation. And so I think, as Doug has shared, you know, it's about really investing and continuing the things that he cared about. Last year, in addition to naming our building after him, we also created the 755 Society. Mm -hmm. So that allows, again, individuals to be a part of uh, a legacy that's named for him, but also support uh, young African-American and sometimes not so young as they come through our college yeah. who are again endeavoring to uh, to be successful. And so those are other ways that we will definitely continue his legacy, uh, but also highlight both the man and the player, uh, as well as just so many other adjectives that we could use to describe him and, and just the amazing impact that he's left on all of us. You know, when you and I'm going to try to get through this. You know, when you meet your legends, when you meet your heroes and sheroes, even when you're a journalist, you try not to cross that line. Um, but on my path to becoming a journalist many, many, many years ago, I was working at the Landmark Condominium <laughs> downtown Atlanta. I was, I was behind the front desk, Doug and, and Dr. Seals. And, and Hank Aaron's mother had a, was living in the condominium in he would come in. We talk baseball. I tease him because I'm a, obviously I bleed Cardinals red, and he would talk about some of the hits he got off some of our Cardinals. And we, I told him, you know, about my career in sports and broadcasting, and he was so encouraging all the time. And uh, you know, he would just always say he gave me his number. He said, Rose, you know, if you ever need me, call me. He said, you know, take care of my mama. My mother's upstairs. I'm, I'm, I'm depending on you. And um, I never called him. Still, I still have the folded up piece of paper with his number on it. I don't even know if it's the same number, but um, always encouraging and always telling me to, to strive. He, he said, keep striving. He said, you know, like you rounding the bases. He said, go beyond home plate. That's what he told me, Doug, Dr. Seal. He said, go beyond home plate because there's something else. And so um, as we honor this, this great man, I say thank you, uh, Mr. Aaron. Doug Shipman, Dr. Victoria, Dr. Victoria Seals, thank you both for taking the time to be a part of this conversation. Um, I know it was short notice, but I always appreciate when Atlanta comes together. Um, that's the great thing about living in this city. We know when to come together. We know when to come together. Thank you both. Indeed. Thank you, Rose. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rose. That is it for this edition of Closer Look, which is produced by Grace Walker and LaShawn Hudson. We'll have this entire program online. We'll also have links to, to so many other areas where you can learn more about Hank Aaron. If you missed any of today's program, it's online at wabe.org slash Closer Look. And, of course, Closer Look weeknights at 8 p.m. as well. It's a podcast. So you know what? Subscribe where you like. We remember Hank Aaron. A legend for so many reasons beyond the diamond. Feel free to tweet or email me 
your thoughts or reflections. We're going to have more on Hank Aaron probably next week as well as we learn more about, you know, services and, and how we honor him. So we'll, we'd like to read some of those. So just send me an email, rose at wabe.org. Or since y'all like to tweet so much, you can tweet me. Stay tuned to 90.1 WABE, Atlanta's choice for NPR. I'm Rose Scott. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Local, state, national politics. WABE and NPR have the coverage you need. I'm Jim Burris, host of WABE's All Things Considered. Whether it's on the air at 90.1, streaming online, or connecting through our mobile app, WABE keeps you on top of election 2024 in what's sure to be a pivotal year in politics. And for candidates and ballot information, visit our election hub at wabe.org election 2024.